Hey guys, this is Pastor Zach, and you are listening to Sermon Notes here at HPC. So if you don't know Jamal, he is my oldest friend in New England. So I moved up here in the winter of 2005, and there was a blizzard, not unlike the one we had last night, yesterday, the, the week I moved up here. And, uh, and the Lord just kind of put Jamal and I in each other's lives, and we spent a lot of hours recording, a lot of hours in worship, a lot of hours in a dorm room just like tracking and playing and singing and getting before the Lord together. And then we did a lot of traveling after that. We did a lot of uh, worship leading in different parts of New England, that sort of thing for the school and the travel teams and stuff like that. And uh, we've seen the Lord do a lot of awesome things together. And so it is a gift that he's here. It's a gift to me. It's a gift to you all. And, uh, and I believe that this morning is going to be powerful and anointed. So on that note, it is with great pleasure I pass the microphone to Jamal Wheeler. All right. Now give it up for Jesus. Anybody excited that you get to love on Jesus? That, that's a quiet church. Anybody excited that Jesus saved your soul? Anybody excited that Jesus redeemed you, that he delivered you, that he called you higher? Hallelujah. Y'all are quiet in here. All right. Zach, I might need you on the organ. Listen, I am so, 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 so excited to be here with you this morning. Uh, you are my family, okay? I want you to hear that clearly. That's, that's why I know it's a spiritual family, because you're it, okay? Uh, being here has been so beautiful, um, has changed my life in ways that I cannot explain to you. Um, just being in community, just being in fellowship together is life-changing. So if you can get a small group, you need to because it will change your life. Amen? All right. If you have your Bibles, let's open to Genesis. We're going to the beginning. I'm going to open to Genesis 12. I'm going to start there. Uh, <laughs> just to worship you, I live. Just to worship you, I live, I live to worship you. Oh, to worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. That's all I want to do. Say it again, to worship. To worship you, I live. It's to worship you. I live, I live to worship you. Oh, that's what my life is for, Lord. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. oh, oh. oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we're just going to wait on them for just a, a minute, just a minute. 
Because nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else, no, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else, no, nothing else, nothing else will do. I'm caught up in your presence. Hallelujah. I just want to sit here at your feet. Come on, worship him today. I'm caught up in this holy moment. Come on, if I never preach, I never want to leave. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I'm not here for blessing, no. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. And more than anything that you can do, I just... Hallelujah. This morning, we just want you more than anything that you could touch in our life, more than any prayer that you could answer, more than any blessing that you can give us, more than any promise that can come through, we just want you. You're worth it all. You're worth it all. We just want you, Jesus. This morning I give honor to God. I love him so much. That's what they did in the black church back in the day, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. You know, that's how they used to do it. That's how they used to do it. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> you can't sit in the front row. I might have to put you in the back. Um, giving honor to just a few quick people that I have to do it. Uh, to my grandmother, I know she's watching, Betty Webb, I love you so much. I would not be standing here without you. Um, giving honor to Zach and Ashley. Can y'all just put your hands together? They are some of my favorite people in the entire world. I really love them. It's really easy to stand up here and serve them. It's really easy to, uh, to run with them in worship um, and around the rest of the church. It's <laughs> they make it easy. Um, thank you for making me better. I, I appreciate that so much. Um, Zach has seen so much. <laughs> That's a real friend right there. Zach has seen like the ins and the outs, the ups and the downs, like the good, the bad, the ugly, and the extra ugly. Zach has seen it all and still had a grace. He's still been a friend that stuck closer than even my real brother. Pastor Zach has been that kind of friend to me. So I want to honor him. I, 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 uh, I believe that's part of the call that I have here at his Providence Church is just to create honor for Zach and Ashley, okay? Uh, lastly, I just got to honor this beautiful thing over here. Hey, girls. 
whisper sweet nothings. This is my wife. If y'all don't know her, this is a gem, okay? She is an absolute gem. If you don't know her, you should. That girl makes me better. And some days uh, makes me want to cuss, but she makes me better every, every day. <laughs> Today, Lord, the meal that you have prepared, I pray that people's hearts would be ready. I pray that people's minds would be ready. We know that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. So this morning, would you come on in? Would you touch our mind in a powerful way? Would you, uh, would you change our mind in the places that needs to be changed? Would you touch our hearts, call to our souls, call us deeper into your presence? Thank you for the meal in Jesus' name. Uh, so Genesis 12, we're starting there. We're going to start in the first verse. Before we do, I want to uh, take some time. Uh, just to lay a quick foundation, we've been talking so much about kingdom math around here that it's almost become a catchphrase. Um, Zach was laughing about it. He said something about it and like was laughing about it in staff meeting. And I thought, oh, Lord, is this what you want me to preach? Is this where you want me to go? And I think that he's transitioning how we see math in the kingdom of heaven. Okay. I'm going to say it again. Listen, I, we're going to do it like the black church. <laughs> it's going to be a lot better if you talk back to me. So every once in a while, when I say something you like, you say amen, brother. Preach it. Hallelujah. Okay. Whatever you got, go ahead and pour it out because it'll walk it. I'm walking heavy because it'll be better for both of us if you do. And we'll probably get out of here quicker. All right. All right. So around here, we've been talking about kingdom math. The Lord has been shifting my mentality um, in a lot of places. And so I'm just going to pick up from Zach's geometry lesson last week. I don't like geometry. I'm, I'm going down to arithmetic, okay? We're going to go just a level lower than that. All right. <laughs> All right. So the first principle, I think, of kingdom math, and uh, please don't ask me why I'm starting here. It's, it's like I had two parallel messages, two messages that were running kind of alongside each other, and I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go. So I really believe uh, this is a word for the house this morning. Um, and so at the end, hopefully it'll tie all back around. If it doesn't, blame it on Pastor Zach or call Pastor Kurt or something. I, I'll say it like, like Zach does. Email the pastors around here, okay? The first thing that he says to man after he makes Adam, Genesis 1.28, you don't have to go to it, is be fruitful and multiply. All right. That's the very first thing we have recorded that the Lord says to man. Be fruitful, and I actually think that this is a process. This is steps to take. First, you be fruitful. Then you multiply. Because as a fruit, as uh, the, the definition of a fruit is uh, something that has the seed of itself inside of itself. Okay, so first I want you to have something in you, a seed to be planted, and then I want you to multiply. Okay, now oftentimes we have been convinced, right, because in order to get to the place of multiplication, in our minds, you've got to add. And so often we've been stuck in the wrong equation because we've been trying to add things together that the Lord is trying to multiply. Okay. 
Let's step back. We tell couples in relationships, you can bring 50% and you can bring 50% and when you come together, you got 100%, okay? There's gonna be some rough days, there's gonna be blah, 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 whatever they say, okay? I've heard it, I've heard it a lot of places. I haven't heard it here, thank you, Jesus, but I've heard it a lot of places, right? When you take the 50%, when you take the half plus the half, you get a whole. The problem is that we live in a kingdom that multiplication is actually the base math. And when you take a half and you multiply it by a quarter, or excuse me, by a half, you get a quarter. Hear me again. I'll say it again. When you take two halves and you add them, the enemy has convinced us that adding is the name of the game. When you take the two halves and you add them, you get 100%. But when you multiply them, and that's what we're asking the Lord to do in every one of our relationships, God, would you multiply this? You have to take a whole by a whole, and you get a whole. All right. Okay. Kingdom math, kingdom math, kingdom math. So as we back up, we see the Lord say, be fruitful and multiply. Do not be confused, church. Multiplication is the name of the game. Multiplication, you multiplying yourself is the name of the game. In Christianity, there's the making of disciples. There's the pouring yourself out, okay? And the Lord said this to me yesterday or maybe the day before. He said, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, the Lord subtracts in order to multiply. And probably just as often, the enemy adds in order to divide. Okay, we're going to walk through it. If you're writing things down, write this thing down. Oftentimes, the Lord subtracts in order to multiply, and just as often, the enemy adds in order to divide. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Make sure that you're in the right conversion rate when you transfer to the kingdom. Make sure that you're running the right math when you step into the kingdom. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about an example of multiplication, how God does this. You take a seed, you put it into the ground, you get thousands of seeds from the one because he multiplies. All right. Okay. You take music. I was actually having this conversation with my wife uh, last week. You take music. I think it's such a beautiful picture, and the Lord consistently has been talking to me about unison versus unity. Hear me again. This is kingdom math here. Unison is what we do up here, and we're all singing with the same voice. We're all singing the same tone. Whereas unity takes the three individual parts and pulls them together, that even though each one is a whole part by itself, when you multiply them together, there's something that happens in the room. Okay. I think that 
as a matter of fact, music is the reason why it resonates so deeply in our soul is because it's actually such a picture of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There are three individual real parts that get multiplied together, and when there's a unity that gets pushed out from the three individuals, there is no fractioning that happens. There's no fracturing. Okay, so step into the kingdom math, okay? I just want to take a moment, right? We talk about unity versus wholeness. I know it feels like I'm all over the place. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm going to land the plane, I promise, okay? Unity and wholeness, often we've tricked ourselves into believing that unity is all that we need. Essentially, as Jesus heals over and over and over again, he says to people, not just you're healed, but you're whole. Because, friends, God multiplies. Wholeness. Now, I might use the words interchangeably. That's what my wife was like, uh-uh. You got to, you got, all right? <laughs> I'm glad Ashley, Ashley's the only one that laughed. It's because she understands, okay? Uh, unity and wholeness, I might throw back and forth as the same word, but I want you to hear the depth of it. Wholeness is the name of the game, not just unity. Okay, I fix iPhones. Holly's dad taught me how to fix iPhones. I love you, Papa, okay? And always, uh, I, I've taken iPhones and taken different pieces out to put into my phone, okay? I've taken other phones, and I'm like, oh, this piece can go here, this piece can go there, and I just stick them in there if I need an extra piece. The problem is that when I go back then to get the phone uh, that I've been working on that's not my phone, it's now a partial phone, okay? It's a fraction of a phone. It does not have all of the pieces together. That's why. I've been taking pieces out. <laughs> Never hand me your phone. All right? And, and it's an interesting place because, again, we've convinced ourselves that we can take a half of a phone and a half of a phone and we'll have a whole phone. But I'd always, the Holy Spirit really, like, resonated this inside of me. I'd always rather take the 100% of a phone that might only be charged to 25% than to take 75% of a phone that's at 150%. Because when you take the fractured part of the phone, you have no idea the things that you're missing. When you try and turn on the GPS that Pastor Zach preached about a, a month or so ago, and, and she doesn't recognize where you are, it's because you got 100% charge, but only a fraction of what you need inside. So this morning, I really believe, this afternoon as it were, I believe that the Holy Spirit is reaching inside of you and he's tugging on places towards wholeness, the places that you feel like are fractured and broken. He's trying to tug them into wholeness so that when you step into the body of Christ and multiply what you have around what other people have, then there's a whole thing that comes out in the end. Okay, kingdom math, all right. Yeah, th thank you. Some of y'all are getting it. I'll, I'll work on the rest of you in a minute. All right. 
So at times, if you're writing things down, write this down. At times, we taint the Lord's product by adding our own summation. Often, when we continue to try to add to the Lord's equation, we're adding something when the enemy convinces us to add. Now, I'm not, okay, let me back up. I'm not saying that adding is always bad. Hear what I'm telling you. But if you function on that principle in the kingdom, your money does not convert well. The currency doesn't convert. Okay, so at times, the Lord is trying to produce, make a product. Isn't it crazy that that's the same word that you use for multiplication? The product is the multiplied things together. And often we've thrown that off track with our own summation of what God is doing. My goodness. Okay, so one more time, often in order to subtract, the Lord multiplies. You say, how? I think it's such a beautiful picture. Uh, the Bible says that uh, when a tree is growing or when, when, uh, when something is fruiting, that if you're a good gardener, that you prune the thing that's already bearing fruit. You subtract, you subtract something from it because I know that in the kingdom math, when it comes back, it will be multiplied. You hear what I'm telling you? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Sanctification, the setting apart, ho holiness. You're subtracting something in order to find multiplication. Fasting. You're pushing back your plate. Some of you in here, the Lord talking about, need to fast. Because there's a subtraction that he, he's trying to subtract certain things from your soul so that when he puts you into the equation, whether it's in your marriage all the way up to the thousand people that go to his providence, that whenever you're multiplied in and there's a product made in the end, it's because something was multiplied as a whole. He's always trying to get us back to the whole. So in marriage, the two become whole. In the body, when we take the fivefold ministry and they come together, there's a wholeness that you actually see missing in so many churches because all they have is a pastor and a pseudo-evangelist. And they continue to try to add that to the Lord's equation and wondering why they're coming out with less than what they put in. It's because when you multiply a fraction, it always becomes less. <sighs> Making disciples, good kids, is subtracting today. It's subtracting the food that I can put in my mouth. 
It's subtracting the money that's in my pocket. It's subtracting from the vacation that I want to take. But in the end, if I can get this thing right, that's why we have a King's Academy church, because we want to have wholeness in our next generation so that as they're multiplied into the fold, there's wholeness. There is something that happens, okay? Uh, let me back up just a minute. Do not marry half of a person. Do not marry a fraction of a person. If you are whole and you multiply yourself by a half, you still come out with a half. Do not make sure that you found a place of wholeness. I'm not, I'm saying this thing is a journey. It's a walk, okay? We're still moving towards perfection and wholeness, okay? We're not striving for it. We're resting in it. However, I've watched a lot of people hook up with a half of a person and wonder why they can't produce something whole. <sighs> okay. Following Jesus, church, worship is subtraction now so that I can have the benefit of eternity later. But wholeness is the name of the game. My wife said on the flip side, where the enemy adds to divide, uh, it's crazy because the time that you see it the most is when the Lord tells Israel, don't marry those women if you do, you will add them into your equation and they will divide your heart. Don't put them in your life. That's why I said don't take half a person because <laughs> ah. we're going to move forward. Okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. So many of us have been asking the Lord to multiply fractured things. And he has been so good that he said, no, 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 I need you to be whole first. Some of your prayers have not been answered, church, because there's something he's asking you to subtract so that he can multiply. And I'm telling you that your subtraction, if offered to the Lord, is meant to be a seed for your multiplication. The thing that you prune, if you can get that thing off the tree and get it into the ground, it is ripe for multiplication in your life. Okay. So take the thing that you have subtracted. Take the thing that you feel like you don't have yet. Take the promise that he gave you that you're still waiting on. Uh, take that what feels like a subtraction. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But blessed, blessed is the name. Blessed is the name of our God because he multiplies. All right. That's why you don't get scared when he pulls something away from you. You assume that it's a seed to go into the ground. All right. You don't get afraid when he pulls something away because it's a seed to go into the ground. Do you know that even to get the, the seed from the apple, you still have got to subtract some of the apple in order just to get to the multiplication of the seed? All right. Kingdom math. Kingdom math. Genesis 12. We're going to run through this real quick and then I'm out of here. I promise. 
There's a couple of places in this story um, that I just want to highlight. 12.1, he says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country, subtraction, and from your relatives, subtraction, and from your father's house, subtraction, and go to the land that I will show you. Once you've subtracted, I will make you a great nation and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. The ones that curse you, I will curse. And in, all, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I want to hit verse 4 real quick. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now, Abram was 75 when he departed from Haran. I always think uh, it's an interesting place, even in the next verse, it always says, and Lot with him. Uh, I don't know how biblically sound this is, but I always wonder what would have happened if he would have subtracted his Lot. Would he have gotten the promise earlier who, man, oh man, if he would not have added to God's equation, could Isaac have come earlier? Because, again, he's adding something that's actually fractured to the equation. Now, again, I'm not putting down Lot because Lot was one, one of the only ones Lot got out of Sodom and Gomorrah, okay? So I'm not saying Lot was doing the wrong thing. I'm saying it was the wrong part of the right equation, Okay? He had his own equation to be part of that he could have multiplied over here, uh, but the multiplication of them together seemingly, as the Bible continues to say, and Lot with him. To me, it would have been an assumed thing if Lot was supposed to be there. Please subtract your Lot from your equation. I want to see multiplication. Okay. <laughs> He goes down a little further. In verse 7, it says, um, The Lord appeared to him. To your descendants, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. He builds an altar, church. That when the Lord says, I'm going to multiply you, he builds an altar. I want you to find that place this morning. Okay. So, some of you actually have built an altar, but it's to the wrong God. Some of you have built an altar to your depression and to your anxiety. Some of you have built an altar to the promise that he gave you, but still trying to strive and add to the equation to bring it to pass. This morning... Anybody's hands open? Anybody's heart free? Right? God, I don't care what you have to take. I don't care what you have to subtract. Take everything as a matter of fact. If any of it is going to stand in my way and cause me to be fractured, I don't want any of it. Because I want the multiplication that comes from the Father. Okay? Now give me just a minute.
Okay, let's jump to Genesis, just about done, Genesis 16. It says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. Sarah said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. Pastor Zach preached a message June 14th of 2020, uh, right around this area, okay? He's talking about Abram. He talks about him coming out of the tent. He says, catch me outside. That's okay. All right. If you need that message, it was such a beautiful message, almost like as a precursor to this. Um, And I told him that years ago when he preached it. Uh, Go back and listen to it. It's fantastic, okay? All right. Go back and listen to it, okay? All right. (laughs) That's your homework. Abram, listen to the voice of Sarah. Always a mistake. Now let me stop. After Abram had lived ten years, after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, <laughs> Abram's wife Sarah took Hagar, the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. The next verse says Abram went into Hagar, and she conceived. I want to pause for two seconds and just um, anytime anybody asks me, y'all know worship is like my heart. Anytime anybody asks me about a definition for worship or how I would describe it or how I'd picture it, I always go back to this story. I always go back to Abram and Hagar versus Abram and Sarah. Uh, In John, uh, Jesus is talking to a woman and she says, you know, uh, my people say that this is the place to worship this mountain. Your people say that Jerusalem is the place to worship. Who's telling the truth? What's this really all about? Jesus says there's coming a time where you won't worship on the mountain or in Jerusalem, but the Father is seeking worshipers that will worship in spirit and truth. Okay. So I take that, that spirit and truth, and the Holy Spirit talks to me about that. And actually what I see is two individual pieces. Those that worship must worship in spirit, intimacy, and truth, covenant. Intimacy and covenant. I want you to remember that marriage is what Jesus is looking for with us. And in the place of marriage, those are two paramount things. You must have covenant in order to be married. Ain't nobody said amen on that. You must, you must have covenant in order to be married. As a matter of fact, intimacy in the kingdom of God without covenant is illegal. Intimacy without covenant in the kingdom is illegal, so much so that when you are deeply intimate with someone, it creates a soul tie without you even making a covenant. Things that you have to break off of you because you've entered into something as a fraction and therefore it's been dividing you. (sighs) On the other side, is intimacy. You must have intimacy. You can have all the covenant you want, but if you don't have intimacy, you don't really know him. I have a covenant with Holly, but 
It took a few years, listen to what I'm telling you, it took a few years for us to start really becoming one. We signed the covenant from jump. We had already signed the agreement that I was going to give this and she was going to give that. But then there are still deeper levels of intimacy that I've got to get to because if I do not, then there's a knowing of her that I do not have. I got a covenant. I got promises. I have, uh, I have something that she promises to give me, but I don't actually know who she is. I think that there are places, uh, unfortunately, that we get to with the Lord that we say, Lord, I had a covenant with you. I was casting out demons. I had a covenant. I was healing the sick. I had a covenant. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. We had covenant, but we didn't have intimacy. Y'all don't hear me. We had covenant, but we didn't have intimacy. And what I find in this story, I don't know why the Lord has me here because it doesn't quite connect. I'm like, we could have done the feeding of the 5,000. We're talking about multiplication, subtraction. We could have done it all. The little boy, he subtracted his lunch. He multiplied it for the people. Like, it was so good. And he said, no, 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 no. Come on back here. And I watch Abraham with Hagar trying to add to the equation. And still today, it is one of the biggest divisions in our world Because Abram listened to Sarah, who was trying to do earthly math in a kingdom place. He takes Abraham, uh, Abram and Hagar. The Bible even says he went into her. When you go back to the beginning, it says Adam knew Eve and she conceived. It says Abram went in to Hagar. And unfortunately, again in the church, we've, we do that with Jesus sometimes because we want what he can produce in our womb. We're just ready for him to implant some, impregnate us with something. And so we add to the equation because, Lord, me adding can't take away from what you're doing. Adding gets us to multiplying. Mm. Y'all go ahead and stand up. <laughs> We're about to get out of here. Uh, forgive me, I feel like, I always feel like it's harsh. I, I'm that guy. I'm like real in your face, like, let's go. Okay. But I really believe this morning that wholeness is the name of the game. He is not just looking for unison. He's looking for wholeness. He's not intimidated by what you bring, but he's so good that when you ask him to multiply your fractured and fractioned places, he will not do it. <laughs> Some of you have been asking, and just like Balaam, 
He already said no, and you keep saying, Lord, but please, can I? Lord, please, just let me. And then you're upset when he says yes, and you get almost smoked. You're almost taken out of here. So this afternoon, I do want to pray with you. But I know that there are some people in this room that the Lord has been talking to just now about what it is that you're supposed to be subtracting. Not only is he talking to you about it, he's telling you, I don't want to rip it out of your hands. If I got to tear it away from you, chances are you're adding. And I don't want that to turn into division. Got one, just one more place, right? When we take this whole number, the number of all of us, most people, right, would say that we're under God, and so it's the one over 500, okay? And he started to talk to me about how a whole number is actually a number over one. And I think that we get in trouble sometimes because we want to put the Lord on top. And he said, I just want to be your foundation. Again, when you get another wife, sometimes that puts, uh, sometimes that puts her God in the denominator, your foundation. Hear what I'm telling you. Your foundation becomes skewed or fractured. And the name of his game is one. One, one, one. So if the Lord has been talking to you this morning and tugging on your heart about the things that you need to subtract, you can go ahead and come on down whenever you're ready. It's not, it's not my job to step into your equation. Some of you don't even have to come down. You just lift your hands, tell them you surrender all. I'll surrender it all. Just to have you as my foundation, I'll surrender it all. Subtract whatever you need to from my life so that it can be multiplied. I'll put it as a seed in the ground. I won't be devastated because I'm missing it. I promise, Lord, I'll take it and I'll put it in the ground if you just if you just make me whole. If you'll just if you'll just take this and make something beautiful. If you'll just take these ashes and make them beauty. If you'll just take uh, this distraught this this morning and make it joy, Lord. If you will just take it, I trust you. I trust you. I'll put it in your hand. You're the only one. Some of you this week, he's going to call you into a fast. I hate fasting. I hate it. I love to eat. People have been over my house. I love to cook. Come on. Okay. He's going to call you deeper this week and next week and the week after. Give him what he's asking for so he can multiply it. This is Pastor Zach, and you've been listening to HPC Sermon Notes. Love you guys. God bless you, and have the best day of your life.